just for the next part, the band's going to hang out up here with me. We're just doing a family-style Christmas. And how do you know, every once in a while, I like kind of the liturgical feel. Singing of songs, the reading of scriptures, not putting on some big show to try to entertain you. This morning is Jesus' birthday. I don't think we have to do anything more than that to recognize it, although we've done our best today. I don't know if you noticed, we turned the heat off so that you could feel like you're in a winter wonderland. How many are feeling that today? You're welcome. It's what we did in order to help set the environment, right? It was intentional. And when I say intentional, next time someone says, so why exactly are you selling the building? Remind them of this morning, that the heat has been running nonstop for days, and we can only keep it at 55. So God wants us to move out of here into a warm place. But here's the other thing. We're just here celebrating Jesus this morning, and I'm actually going to kind of keep the rhythm of what we've been doing this morning. And I want to talk to you just a minute about... I missed it. I am not going to sing. No, I'm, I'm, this is why I'm leaving these two lovely ladies and this other guy up here. <clears throat> nice beard. Here it is. I don't know what happened, but the angels are on high. So I, I want to just talk a minute. I, I, I have a little history to tell you. Then a story that I experienced this past week as we were out with our family, this is my wife, Cammie, uh, a, a story that we had happen with our little kids. And then I want to finish with just a good old-fashioned reading out of Luke 2. And then guess what? That's going to remind us of the joy that we have for here today. Joy to the world. But in a minute. But for right now, Christmas, or can we say it, Jesus' birthday did you know it was not celebrated for nearly 300 years after the birth of Christ? So initially, whenever Jesus, you had the death, burial, and resurrections to the early Christian church, the most important aspects of Jesus' life was actually his resurrection. But we also recognize that the virgin part of the birth is a major part of our story, and here's why. If not, this dude was just another dude that was born to another dude like we 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 have something special when it comes to the virgin birth but there are several records that we hear regarding jesus's the year that he was born but there is no written record of the actual day and month but if we look at kind of the biblical times it can give us some examples and so luke 2 tells us that there were shepherds out in the field guarding their sheep at night see in this area of judea the winter nights would have been very cold and wet. And so if we assume that the shepherds were out in the middle of December, they would, because of the cold content, the possibly rainy and even snowing seasons, in the middle of December would not have been when the shepherds would have had their sheep out at night. And for those of you like loving December 25th is Christmas, is Jesus' birthday, Let's just give some historical fact of what most likely it was. Actually, there's a more appropriate time that Luke would have been referring to when he talks about Jesus or the Lamb of God. And it would have been the springtime because in the Judea area at this time, during the springtime was actually known as the lambing season. 
The nights are balmy, the shepherds would have stayed awake all night. And the reason they stayed awake all night was during this lambing season was when mommy lambs were giving birth to baby lambs. So the shepherds would actually have to stay, stay up all night watching for these newborn lambs to be sac- or big birth. The reason why, the moment they were birthed, the shepherds would have to do everything they, would, they could to keep the lambs from being injured. Because in order for me to eventually bring a lamb up to the priest, the lamb had to be spotless and without blemish. So the shepherds would take these baby lambs that they were staying awake all night watching over, and they would wrap them, or could we say it, they would swaddle them in tiny pieces of cloth in order to keep them protected. And so, so those nights that the, the shepherds were out there watching them, it kind of gives us an idea that it's more probably towards the springtime than it is the wintertime because this would have been the lambing season. And after all, isn't this the season that we celebrate the greatest lamb ever to be born into humanity? And so if Jesus' life, as Cammie read earlier, is filled with fulfilling messianic prophecies, you would almost think that if the feast of Passover... Was, the fulfill, was fulfilled by Jesus' death, if the Feast of First Fruits is fulfilled when he rose from the death, if the Feast of Pentecost is fulfilled with the birthing of Christ and the Holy Spirit coming, then according to uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, a Jewish historian, the best holiday that would fit would be the Messianic being born on Nisan 1, which is the first day of the first month of the religious year, which would have absolutely been April 1st because it was starting a new spiritual season. So why do we recognize December 25th is the time of Jesus' birth? Well, over time, Christians became Rome-centered rather than Jerusalem-centered because they were under Roman captivity. And the Romans during this time, they, uh, uh, when recognizing the birth of Jesus, they romatized this church Uh, to eventually come to this place called the winter solstice. So they decided to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the light of the world, on the darkest day of the world, being the winter solstice. It's the longest amount of time that darkness is here. And so they decided to do it on the darkest day of the world, uh, of the year. Along with that, there were Roman holidays known as the Saturnalia. Did I say that right? Nailed it. (laughs) It was only one person that knew if I got it right, and luckily he's on stage with the microphone. Saturnalia, which was when the Romans would sacrifice and celebrate to the Saturn, and they would do the gifts of, uh, they would do the tradition of having large parties and passing out gifts. So as Christians, a part of this Roman Empire, they were celebrating and worshiping Saturn. We recognize that we don't want to celebrate their God, so we started celebrating Jesus on the darkest day that was ever throughout the world or throughout the earth at that time. And then what happened was eventually, as you know, Rome began to fail. Rome began to fall, and a lot of the worship that was happening to Saturnalia, to the planet Saturn that would keep going, that would eventually fall off. But the Christian tradition of celebrating Jesus on the darkest day of the world, or the smallest amount of time, continued to carry on even to this day. So we have one of two options. Option number one is we continue to celebrate it on December 25th, as long as you choose not to celebrate Saturn on the same time. Or option number two, we switch it to April Fool's Day. 
I say we keep it on December 25th. How does that sound? But today actually marks the beginning of the trinity of Christian holidays. Christmas, the Father sent His Son. Easter, the Son was raised from the dead. And Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to stay. So today begins the beginning of a three stages of Christian celebrations, holidays, you know, just everything that is in our world. And so, so that is kind of a history of why we celebrated on December 25th. But part of me was wondering... And maybe you've thought about this before. Why did Jesus take so long to come? The sin of mankind happened, and for 4,000 years, Jesus waited. And if I was helping him, I would tell him, as soon as you sin, as soon as sin came in, send your Savior to redeem the rest of the world. Congratulations, your redemption. You like that? Yeah. He's the Savior. <laughs> She's the sinner. So, like... <clears throat> If the shoe fits. I'm here yeah. for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, you're going to finish that up there. Okay. So I was thinking, like, why would he wait so long? And I think a glimpse of it came to me this past week. So we decided to let all of our kids to do a gift exchange between each other. They wanted to buy something for mommy. They wanted to buy something for daddy. They wanted to buy something for each other. We realized that was getting too expensive. So we said, $20 limit you can buy for each other. Is there any other parent out there that looks to save a buck like that? Okay, there it is. So just me. <clears throat> Thank you. Way up there. I hear you. So we decided to let them all go shopping. So we took them to, it wouldn't be a strip mall. It was a, a large amount of stores all close by that we could walk. Strip mall. Strip so glad. There are outlets. You want to lift that mic and let everyone hear you or not? I just want to roast you from up here. I know. I'm wondering why I left you guys up here. I'm starting to wonder too. Like this will not be a long-standing I've tradition. I've had five jokes that I've not been able to say. Just say them. I don't care. I know what I'm planning on saying. It's not that good. And so, so we took our kids to this little strip, strip mall. mall. And somehow we all ended up in the same store. And so I'm trying to keep, and I'll tell you who it was, I'm trying to keep Mariah away from me because Silas is shopping for her. Silas is with Cammie. And when Mariah realized that Silas had her gift in hand, she was shopping so quickly up and down all the aisles only to try to see what he had. True or not? I know it's true. And so I was like, no, we have to get out. So we finally, are, I, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy this set of stuff. I'm just going to take the car, kids to the car. You finish up with the other two. Throw everything in the back. No one will see it. So we get in the car, and Mariah is like looking out the window, waiting for the other two to come. And she started saying to me, we need to open these tonight. <laughs> and we're like three days away from Christmas. Now, I don't know how everyone else is, and I'm not saying I'm correct on this. But when it comes to opening your Christmas gifts, you should not know what gift you're getting till Christmas, and you should wait to open it up at Christmas. Not for, thank you. Thank, there's like four of you in here who agree with me. The rest of you, you opened your gift a week ago, and you have a hard time saying yes right now. But I, my thing is, we got to wait till Christmas, or maybe Christmas Eve. We can do one on Christmas Eve. And so Mariah's looking out the window. We have to open them tonight. And I'm like, baby, we're not going to open them up tonight. And she asked a very good question. Why not? Well, that's logical. We own it. We have it. We can wrap it. And I said, but it's not the right season for this gift to come yet. And she started saying, but I need it now. I want it now. And I go, you don't even know what you have coming. Like, how can you say that you need this and you want this? And, and 
And she goes, why would we have to wait? And I said to her, anticipation. You know, there was something that happened when we made her wait because now she can dream about it. Now she can think about it. Now the desire in her heart for it can actually grow. And it's not an immediate gratification. This, this past Christmas, Tim Allen, and I don't remember the name of it, it's Santa Clauses or something. It was the new one that he came out. And it was multiple episodes. And the whole thing about it, by the way, spoiler alert, the guy who was taking over Christmas wanted Christmas to be every day. Because after all, Christmas is about just getting what you want when you want it. And he missed the premise behind it of, no, there's anticipation knowing that this day is coming, that the gifts will be present, and we can dream about it, and we can hope for it. But here's the beautiful thing about the present Jesus brought us, is no matter how much humanity thought about this, no matter how much they prophesied about it, no matter how much they dreamt about it, it never came close to fulfilling what Jesus actually had for us. And here's what Jesus had for us. As God standing in heaven, he could hear our cries, but could he ever feel them? He could listen to our prayers, but could he ever experience them? There was something about when Jesus clothed himself in flesh, it was the greatest step of empathy that anyone would ever take throughout history. Because rather than saying that he's aware of your pain, Jesus can now say he lived your pain. And rather than saying that you feel distant and you feel abandoned, Jesus can say, I know what it feels like to have a father turn his back on you. So I don't know why God waited 4,000 years, but it, something tells me this, that this was the perfect time to present this present to all of humanity. And at one time, we all got to unwrap it. Unwrap this thing that brought joy to the world. So this morning, I want to finish by doing one small thing and call me liturgical, call me old-fashioned. Could I just ask everyone to stand to their feet for the reading of the word? And if you would remain standing when we're done, we joked, actually it was yesterday, should we sing happy birthday to Jesus? Because here's the thing. The happy birthday song is the most miserable song for anyone to sing ever, right? Like everyone starts off strong. No one finishes it strong. It's just, it's awkward. But I do know today is a day that the birthday can get lost in the middle of the celebration. That's why I have one of the greatest reminders of my life, because today's a day that my mom actually was born. And so I am going to say happy birthday to mom. But it's also nice that every Christmas morning, one of the first things on my list is to call and tell mom happy birthday. She's going to try to make it about Christmas. She's going to want to find out about the kids. She's going to want to know if we've opened gifts and we've overeaten already. The answer is yes. And so, like, she's going to want to know all those things. But to me, the most important thing on that phone call is to let her know happy birthday. And when I wake up on Christmas morning, is the most important phone call? Did I get it for the kids? Can we remember where the black, brown shoelaces are somewhere in all the gifts that has now disappeared? Like, there's all these things, but can we remember that today is the day that we sing happy birthday to the Savior of our soul? Luke 2, 
And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augusta that all should be taxed. And this taxing was the first made when Cyrenius was the governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, each in their own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the lineage, he was of the household, he was of the pedigree of King David. And they were to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards men and it came to pass that the angels were gone away from them in heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go even unto bethlehem and seeing the things which has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in a manger and when they had seen it they had made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all that they had heard, it wondered at the things in which was told by the shepherds. But Mary, she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things that they heard and seen, and it was told unto them. Maybe when they went walking back, it was Gloria, Maybe when they were walking back, it was the beginning hymns of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. But today, this morning, we're walking back with one thing on our lips, joy to the world. It's joy that's an unspeakable joy.